welcome to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm your hostess, Allison Anderson, MD. This is the place where women in medicine come to learn how to create relationships as extraordinary as their careers. If you're looking to uplevel all of your relationships, including the one with yourself, I've got you. Using evidence-based mindset tools, my training as a life coach, and my own experience as a woman physician, I'll guide you through everything you need to know in order to create relationships beyond your wildest dreams. I'm so excited that you're here. Now let's get on with the show. Hey there, beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm super excited to welcome yet another guest onto the show this week. This time it's Alessia Tenabruso, who is another one of my friends from my business mastermind. Alessia is the founder of One Girl Travel, which is a solo travel-focused life coaching business where she empowers women to realize they can do whatever they desire in life, especially traveling solo. She's a Martha Beck certified life coach and a certified travel coach, along with being an expert solo traveler. Her mission is to support and encourage women to follow their travel desires and implement their newfound freedom from solo travel into their everyday lives. We had an amazing conversation together, and I'm so happy to present it to you. So please enjoy. Okay. Hey, Alessia. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. You are the second part of my um, little series that I'm doing this month on the podcast where I'm having ladies from our business mastermind come on. So this is like my month of December fun little thing. So I'm so grateful that you're one of them. I love that. Thank you for having me. We have such a dynamic group of women. Like I just love all of us. <laughs> so I know I I'm so inspired by all of you. Yeah. I love it. Same. I know that's been one of the best parts of the mastermind for me. So I would love for you to tell us sort of like about you, who you are, what do you do? All that stuff. Sure. So my name is Alessia. I'm from Long Island, New York, and I own my business, One Girl Travel. It is a solo travel focused life coaching company where I help empower women go out, live a life of freedom, travel the world by themselves, and basically teach them self-love, independence, and just confidence by traveling the world solo. Yeah. And so you are also a certified coach, right? So I'm a Martha Beck certified life coach, and I'm also a certified travel coach as well. Oh my gosh. See, I, I didn't even know a travel coach was a thing until I met you. And it's so amazing. Yeah, I definitely wanted to, you know, I had the life coaching aspect of it, but I really wanted to just learn as much as I could about my my niche and just helping women travel as a physical act of, you know, living a life of freedom. Mm, I love that. How did you get into this? Like what sparked this whole journey for you? Yeah. So I started solo traveling back in 2012. Back then, um, so you're familiar with me now, you know how I am now, but back (laughs) then I was very shy, very timid, very quiet. Um, I really wouldn't talk to anybody. And, you know, I was a, I was a totally different person back then. And then I um, I was in a long-term relationship, like my first like adult relationship, and he was very mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. And during that relationship, I lost myself. And when that relationship ended, 
I didn't know who I was anymore. I was like, I, I was so dependent on him for everything and for my happiness and for my interests that now that I was by myself, I'm like, what do I do? I don't know who I am. I don't know what I like. And I knew I had to do something drastic to find myself again. And because I was so shy and timid, I was like, all right, I need to really step outside my comfort zone and I'm going to go on a trip by myself. Like never have I ever (laughs) thought about doing this before until then. And so I decided I would take a trip to Florida. I stayed at my grandparents' condo. They weren't there. I was by myself, but it was my first time traveling alone, but I wanted to choose somewhere I was familiar with. So it wasn't like so drastic, but it was still a big leap for me. And so I took that trip. And from the moment I got on the plane for that trip, there was somebody sitting next to me. It was a guy around my age. And we happened to start talking. And I've never talked to anybody on a plane before this. And he was a solo traveler. And the whole flight, we chatted. And he told me about all of his travel stories. And he just got me so excited about my own journey. And so, like, that just set the tone for the whole trip. And, like, everywhere I went on that trip, other people just came into my life and embraced me. And, you know, I forced myself to talk to them and to, you know, really just step outside of who I am to become somebody new. And I was hooked from that first trip. And I've been traveling ever since by myself. Wow. That's so amazing. It was like just meant to be that you would sit next to a fellow solo traveler who really spent a lot of it for you, it sounds like. Did you ever stay in touch with him after the fact? No, no, we didn't exchange information. It was just a Mm -hmm. flight it was like my plane angel. And <laughs> like, oh my you know, God. He just really guided me and like got me excited about the trip. I was nervous, you know, that was something totally new for me. Yeah. And so that was the solo travel aspect of my business and my life. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that first trip, I started working with my mentor. We both have the same mentor, Tanya Lee. And I started working with her in 2013. And between what Tanya has taught me and solo travel, those two things have changed my life completely. And I know the impact and the importance of those two things of having a life coach and solo traveling. So I merged them together and created one girl travel. That's so beautiful. And you know, it's funny because no one would ever look at you now. I don't think and ever believe that you were like shy and timid and all these things, because now I know that the listeners can't see you, but you're so bold in like how you dress and how you present yourself and you're so outgoing. And I mean, I can just say like knowing you from our mentorship group, um, we have sort of a big group that we're part of, and then we're part of the smaller mastermind for our businesses. You are like the social butterfly. Everybody knows who you are. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, (laughs) it really speaks to the power of your transformation that was all via this first trip to Florida, it sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, we always think about our future selves and I stop and think, I'm like, wow, I am my future self from back then. Like I, today who I am is what I wished I would be back then. And Mm -hmm. I created that for myself. And like, I just want to spread the word to all the women out there. Like you can do this. You can go after your dreams and be the person that you want to be. And you don't have to wait around for other people. You know, you can do it on your own. And I think that's so empowering. 
So empowering. And I I love the thing about the future self, because I use that a lot in my coaching practice too. It's like whoever you imagine that you could be or whoever you strive to be, you get to start practicing being her now. And someday, just like you said, you're going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I am that version of myself that I dreamed of. So I think that that is so amazing. I wanted to ask you, I thought it was really interesting and I didn't know this part of your story until now that you had just ended a relationship when you took that first mm-hmm. solo trip. And you mentioned how during that relationship, you kind of had lost yourself. And of course, maybe that person had other issues, but I think that's really interesting for us because this podcast is mostly about relationships. I would love yeah. for you to tell us like, how you view solo travel as being essential, even for people that are in relationships, like so that maybe we don't end up losing ourselves the way that you did. Exactly. Like you just said it right there. Like when you stay true to yourself, that's everything. And sometimes when we're in relationships, we can get lost in the other person and their needs and their interests and trying to make them happy. And sometimes we forget about ourselves and making ourselves happy or you know, maybe you do want to travel and your partner doesn't. And if they don't want to travel with you, you might become resentful of them because they don't want to do the things that you want to do. And that's where you can take it into your own hands, decide like, okay, I'm going to go and get a hotel room for the night and like go to a spa or something, or I'm going to, you know, you can take any trip and it's okay. You don't have to be single to solo travel. And I'm constantly telling people that can have kids you can have a husband you can be a caretaker whatever there's no rules to solo traveling it's just i could i consider solo travel as self-care mm. because you're doing the thing that makes your soul happy yeah. if you truly want to travel then you really should acknowledge that and accept it and actually do it and you know if your partner loves you they're going to understand yeah you know like you're not doing it despite anybody you're doing it because it makes you happy and that should make everybody else happy as well because you're going to come back a better version of yourself yeah exactly it's like when we don't take care of ourselves and sometimes we have all these excuses well my partner Mm -hmm. might not like it or I need to take care of the kids or whatever but it's like when we don't take care of ourselves then we don't have the full capacity to give to the other people in the ways that we want to So I do completely agree with you. Like self-care is basically at the heart of everything. It's kind of at the core. And I love the idea of solo travel as part of that. Now, what would you say if somebody is like scared about solo travel, which I'm sure a lot of people Mm -hmm. are like, how do you sort of navigate that? Or what are you? I would, I would first say, think of it as like an experiment, right? You're going to go into it as a, as a beginner, right? Nobody starts anything as an expert. You're a beginner. Know that it's going to be uncomfortable. And then go into it just learning about yourself, experimenting with what you like and what you dislike. You know, in your head, you might be like, oh, I really want to go to Italy. And then you go and it might not be your favorite place to be. But now you know, you know that about yourself. You know, you're learning things about yourself because you're putting yourself into new situations. And you're growing. And I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of solo travel is just learning who I am as a person and also learning self-love. Like that has been the biggest gift I received from solo travel is learning to love myself unconditionally and being my own best friend. 
And I think there's so many benefits to solo travel that it's worth feeling uncomfortable for in the beginning. And the more you do it, of course, you're going to get more comfortable doing it. And like I said, you're going to learn what you like and what you dislike. And you're going to navigate whatever path you want to take and find yourself and like find your true self, things that you really, really love through the process of solo travel. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because sometimes, you know, we just haven't even let ourselves consider what do we really like or dislike, like where would I really want to go? What do I really want to do? Do I just think I want to do that? And I get there and it's not really my jam. You know, am I just carrying forward like, oh, my parents loved going to Hawaii. So I must like that too. Or my partner loves Mm -hmm. such and such, you know? So I think it's really interesting to sort of have that awareness that you can use solo travel as a way to get to know yourself better and to really explore, you know, what your desires are, because I think we really bury a lot of our desires under all the obligations of our life too. It's like, we don't even let ourselves imagine what those might be. So I really love that. I wanted to ask too. So what kind of objections have you had from your clients, like from their partners, the ones who have partners, like what do those women say like about what their partner's opinions are and how do you navigate that? Like if they have someone who's like, I don't really want you going by yourself or whatever, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you handle that with your clients? Yeah. I think the biggest part is not like really what the partners are saying. It's the guilt that my members are feeling just Mm -hmm. by telling their partners they want to do this. Guilt plays a huge role and it's basically, we are creating that guilt. You know, because we're doing something that we want to do, but we feel guilty. So I feel like knowing that you shouldn't feel guilty for taking care of yourself and doing the things that you want to do. And like I said, your partner should be supportive of your choices. But, you know, just explain to them that this is something that really means a lot to me. I need this. You know, I feel like it's okay to tell somebody like, I, I need a break. I need to do the thing that I need to do. And I'm going to come back and be a better version of myself. You know, I'm going to be more rested. I'm going to be happier. Whatever it is you're going to come back as, it's going to benefit the whole family. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really had many examples of like their partners saying like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, you're leaving me. And, like jokingly. And then like they'll feel guilt like, Oh, I like, I can't believe I'm leaving them, you know, but (laughs) like, it's not, it's more of your thoughts rather than like actual facts that like, Oh, I'm not really leaving them. I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to be back and I'm going to be a better version for you. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the way it always is? It's always our thoughts about stuff. And we like create these stories of like, Oh, my partner, like, doesn't really want me to do this when in fact the partner is probably mostly on board, it turns out, but we like spin it into this reason and this excuse that we can't or shouldn't do it. But when we step back on that, it's like, oh, that's just something that I'm basically making up in my head. And that's not really useful. Because you're scared, you're scared of actually doing it and taking Mm -hmm. that chance on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you say also about like, some of the sort of practical parts of solo travel. Like I I'm assuming most of your clients are women, right? Or are they all women? Yes. yes. All yeah, they're all women. You coach all women. Yeah. So 
what are some of like the practical, like safety, like common sense types of things that you tell your ladies before they embark on these solo trips? Because there are some concerns that we want to sort of just be aware of. Yes. Safety is always the number one concern question that I receive, like either on social media or with my members. And I'm constantly covering it um, in my podcast and all over the place um, because it's so important. I want women to feel as confident as possible when they're going out there. And there's a lot of safety tips. I can give you a few, (laughs) but basically like, I don't want to tell you them to scare you, but I want you to acknowledge the fact that these are things you need to be aware of because you are by yourself. And that's also a big thing about just being dependent on yourself and being your own best friend. Like you have to take care of yourself. It's very different when you're going on a trip with friends. Like you have to remember all the medicine. Like, you know how you depend on friends. Like, oh, do you have any Advil? Like, no, you need to be prepared for anything and everything. And it's on you to take care of yourself. So really when it comes to safety, I would say on the terms of taking care of yourself, be very careful with drinks. When you're at a bar, don't accept drinks from strangers. We're Mm -hmm. all told that I'm sure like as teenagers, don't accept drinks from strangers. But it's so true. Like, again, you have to be careful of how much you drink because you have to take care of yourself and have, you know, your what's about you. And also don't trust anybody to watch your drink. Even if you become best friends with somebody while you're traveling, be responsible for yourself. Don't depend on anybody else to look after you because you don't know them. Even though you can have friends when you're traveling, you still have to be careful. I love that you say that because I know like we all were told that as teenagers, like I tell my daughters that even though they're too young to even be in that situation yet. But I think that as we get older, like in our thirties and forties and beyond, I've seen a lot of women, just casual friends, even who like let those rules fall away. They think that they're somehow exempt or like, Oh, I'm like old and wise now that won't happen to me, but it still can. So I love that you bring that up because I think that we disregard some of the advice that we got when we were younger or that we would give to our teenage and 20 year old daughters. And we think it doesn't apply to us, but it still does. So I love that you bring that up. Yeah. What are your other tips about safety? Yeah. So my other tips for safety is when you're checking into a hotel, you want to be discreet with the fact that you're by yourself. Mm. And sometimes when you're checking in the, when you get your key, they'll be like, okay, you're in room 222. You want to tell them like, please don't say my room number out loud before they even give you your key. Because you don't want to announce to the world, oh, I'm by myself in this room. That's where you can find me. You know, like that's just dangerous. It's such an easy thing to avoid and also um, when you check into a room you know look both ways before you get into your room make sure the hallway's clear nobody's following you when you get in the room just do a quick check and make sure there's nobody in your room and like it sounds so creepy to say but you never know and you hear these horror stories where like somebody's hiding under the bed like so I always glance under the bed I check in the shower make sure the windows lock properly make sure all my doors lock if there's adjoining doors, make sure that's locked. And as far as safety inside the room, what you can do is if you have a key ring, you know, like how they have like the long doorknobs, not the actual round ones. Mm-hmm. You can put your key ring on that long doorknob and that acts as like a little alarm. If somebody's jiggling the door, mm-hmm. you'll wake up or you'll hear it. Yeah. Or they have um, under the door jams that have alarms to them. 
So there's just like little things that will give you peace of mind because I know staying at a hotel by yourself isn't always comfortable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that is a concern of many women that they're not comfortable just being in a hotel by themselves. Yeah. So if you can protect yourself using, you know, the simplest of gadgets and you can buy them on Amazon with the door jam or the door lock. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you that extra confidence you need to feel protected. Yeah. Those are such good points because, you know, probably it is a rare chance that anything would happen, but just for that peace of mind, especially if you're, you know, you've never really done anything by yourself. I think that's true for so many women who have always been with family and then siblings and then a friend group and then a spouse or whatever, and have never really been alone. And even some of those tips are probably, you know, applicable to all of us, even if we're traveling with other people, it's like, why not have an extra layer of safety? Why not have something where if you're with little kids or like my daughters are old enough now that we need adjoining rooms, there's not enough space for all of us with like teenage girls. So it's like, oh, that could be useful. Even if I'm traveling with my family to have some of those extra measures just for peace of mind and comfort. And I know you have like a wealth of resources on all of this. (laughs) (laughs) So if we ever have questions, we got to come to you with it. So for sure, I would love to know um, what is like, if I were coming to you, like, you know, and I'm, I'm married, I have my daughters, I have my career. I have traveled by myself some, um, and I've traveled lots of places, but if I were coming to you, like, what would be your recommendation of like an amazing trip that I might want to consider or like something that I might want to start to like baby step my way into doing more things by myself? Cause I haven't done a ton yeah. by myself. Okay. So as far as baby step, like if we're talking about somebody that has never traveled by themselves and feel, so my big thing is I want to help women feel comfortable doing things by themselves at home. Mm. You know, like solo traveling is a physical exercise of getting outside of your comfort zone and not depending on anybody, not waiting around for anyone. But I'm very much about the solo travel lifestyle, which is you take what you learned from the, the exercise of solo traveling and you bring that home with you. That way, mm-hmm. if you want to go to a, a restaurant that you've always wanted to check out, you don't have to wait for your friends to want to go with you. You feel comfortable enough to go out and explore you know, local places by yourself. Because so many women, we wait around for somebody else to join us. And, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like, I want you to experience life now. So, like, for the woman who doesn't want to go out to eat by herself, I recommend going to a local cafe and having breakfast and sitting at a table without a book, without your computer, and being present Mm -hmm. and feeling all the emotions and really taking in the moment. And then move your way to lunch, move your way to dinner, to the movies, to a museum. There's, you know, there's a whole timeline of what you can do to get you to actual trips. Mm-hmm. Then I would recommend, you know, find a local hotel that you want to check out that has great views and maybe a great restaurant. Take yourself there for one night, expand it to a weekend trip, do a three day trip, then five days, you know, like work your way up. I wouldn't recommend somebody to go from not being comfortable to going out for coffee by herself to go over to Europe alone. You know, that's too, that's a very large jump. And I feel like that'd be very overwhelming for somebody. So I do recommend working your way up to that. And of course, like if you want to go 
somewhere by yourself, like I'd want to know what are your interests, you know, Mm -hmm. base your trip off of what you enjoy doing. If you love cooking and you love the beach and wine, like I would say, go to Italy and explore the Amalfi coast in Tuscany and, you know, do a cooking class. But it's really like to embrace what you already love and do things that will light you up and light your soul up and make you excited. Mm-hmm. I think that's really where you should begin when it comes to choosing a destination. Yeah. I love that you say all that because so many of us are like scared to even go out to a meal by ourselves without a book and a yeah. computer and this, because I mean, I think it's because we are worried about what other people think, right? Like, isn't that mm-hmm. the main concern? And it's so Absolutely. silly because it's like, well, probably no one's even paying attention, honestly, but we exactly. get so upset about that. And then I know that like a lot of my audience we are quite the overachievers. So I can hear some of them right now being like, that's it. I'm going to China for a month. And like that might be too big of a leap, you know, sometimes we have to like ease our way in and let like the discomfort become less uncomfortable as we go through and really get used to those new feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Like with my first trip, I went to Florida, you know, cause it was, it was a huge for me to actually go on this trip by myself, but I went somewhere that I was familiar with. You know, I didn't go straight to Scotland. <laughs> like I went to Florida first. I worked my way up. Then I did a cruise out of New York to Bermuda and just explored the Caribbean. You know, I worked my way up to Europe. And then as you said, when it comes to like not even being comfortable like getting food by yourself, that was me. I was I didn't like going to the mall alone. I wouldn't even go into a fast food restaurant by myself. Because, yeah, I was worried about what people thought of me. And now I don't care. Like, it's so freeing to just do whatever you want to do unapologetically, like be yourself Mm. and not worry about what other people think. Because most likely those people are worried about themselves. And if, if they do express any sort of feelings towards you, it's just a reflection of how they feel about themselves. You know, like you're sparking something that they feel not on you you're doing your thing yeah and And it's just so exhausting yeah it's exhausting to try to manage all the people you know it's like just manage yourself and you'll feel liberated yeah I love that you can't manage anybody you know you can't (laughs) control anybody else's thoughts you can only control your own right it's like this illusion that we just grip to so tightly that somehow we can control what everybody thinks about us and honestly, it's just not possible. So we can much, exactly. you know, it's a much better use of our energy elsewhere, like planning our next fabulous solo trip, perhaps. Yes. So I want to know from <laughs> you, what is your favorite trip that you've been on? And I know it's probably hard to choose because you've been on a ton, but. No, it's very easy for me, actually, because oh. I have my favorite place. So I love Scotland. Ever since I was a child, I had this pull to Scotland. I have absolutely no ties to Scotland. I'm Italian. I've like Scotland has never been an influence on my life, but for some reason there has always been a pull since I was a child. And I always said I was going to take myself to Scotland. And then finally in 2017, I decided I'm like, I'm going to take myself to Scotland. And I took myself there and I did a whole tour. So what I did was I group bus tour. So I was by myself, but I met up with this group that organized it. And you go on a coach bus and they took us around the entire perimeter of Scotland. 
They planned all of our tours, all of our hotels. And we were all together for a week. And something I like to do when I solo travel, and if I do do a group tour, I extended my trip at the end. So that way I have some time to explore on my own. And so at the end of that trip, I had a few days left in Edinburgh. And when I got there, so it's kind of funny. So I didn't know in the UK the outlets, like the wattage of like our curling irons and stuff doesn't work. So of course I blew up my curling iron mid-trip and I was so annoyed. I'm like, I want pictures where my hair looks good. So the first thing I did when I got to Edinburgh was to go buy a new curling iron. And I'm walking down the street I'm walking down Prince's Street, which is like shopping and just beautiful buildings and stuff. And I hear bagpipes. And then I see the Scott Monument. And like, it just hit me like, I took myself on my dream trip. Like, I did this. I made this happen. I'm just I'm holding my curling iron. I'm crying my eyes <laughs> out walking down the street. So I'm so happy and proud of myself. And like, it was just such a special moment because I just had this realization. Like, like, look what you did. Like, you did this for yourself you should be so proud and it was just such an incredible feeling and I want everybody to feel that way you know I want everyone to experience that because it's life-changing it really is I mean you're such a great example of that just how you put yourself out there and you do all these amazing things and now you're helping all the other ladies do the same which is super exciting so I would love for you to tell us how do we find you and what's going on that we can connect with you on yeah, so I'm all over the place. Uh, my website's onegirltravel.com, the word one, social media, one girl travel. Um, but in October, I launched my membership, the One Girl Travel Club, and it's a monthly membership. So excited about it. I love it so much. And every month we have a new topic that we cover. We have live coaching calls, live lesson calls. There's um, a quarterly itinerary, which I am putting out this December, and I'm so excited. Basically, the itinerary gives you absolutely everything you need to go to that destination on a solo trip. I provide you with everything. And yeah, so if you are interested in solo traveling, in living a life of freedom, not waiting for anybody else to join you, the One Girl Travel Club is really a great place to start. And in 2023, I will be hosting One Girl Travel Retreats. So I'm going to be putting together group travel trips for women so they can solo travel together and I will be the host and we'll all go on trips together. Oh my gosh. That sounds insanely amazing. Do you have a current trip coming up for yourself that's already planned? or I, not? So this is like the first time I have never had a trip book. Like I've had trips booked for years and because I'm going to be doing the retreats, I'm like, I work a full-time corporate job as well as own one girl travel. So I'm like, I want to save my days so I can focus on these retreats. Like I want to do as many as I can. So currently I have no travel booked and it's really strange. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like yeah, the we'll, first time we'll ever. What happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously. Well, I'm sure you're going to have the most amazing retreats. It all sounds so fun. And I definitely want everybody to come and check you out. I'm going to go check you out some more because I already get your newsletter, but I think I need to dive in a little bit more too. Um, And I'm going to link all the info in the show notes of this so that people can easily find you. So I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun.
Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening in on this conversation with Alessia, all about the benefits of solo travel. I definitely learned a lot of things and I hope you did too. And I'm going to have all of Alessia's info in the show notes so that you can easily go and connect with her because she has so much goodness going on over at One Girl Travel. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.